welcome to the Wovid Diaries podcast. We talk about the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on women's lives and how they've adapted to a brave new world. Neither victims nor superheroes, we give a platform to women from around the globe to share their experience in their own words. I'm your host, Sveta Mardar, and we're here to explore nuances and topics beyond the news headlines. Welcome back to the Wovid Diaries podcast. Today, we talk about what it takes to be a successful lawyer and why an all-female law firm is taking trade law by storm. Our guest is Carla, based in Sao Paulo, Brazil, and she will be sharing insights from her many years career as a lawyer and why she started an all-female law firm in 2019. Welcome, Carla. Great to have you with us today. Hi, hello, everyone. Thank you very much for the invitation and congratulations on our idea and initiative. I'm very proud of this kind of initiative around the world. Carla Junqueira is 43 years old and she is Brazilian. She lives in Buenos Aires and splits her time as a trade lawyer between offices in Sao Paulo and Buenos Aires. Carla has a PhD in international law. She is the founder of CJA Trade Law, a law firm formed exclusively by women professionals. Carla is married and a mother of five. Let's get straight into it. This is what I did uh, when I learned about your story. I googled all-female law firm, and the results I got were mostly articles about best law firms for women to work in, which law firms have most women partners, similar reports. So to me, it sounds like your story is quite unique. I was not able to find a law firm that is similar to yours. Tell us, why did you start this? How did you start it? And what is your goal? It is true. It's not very common to find uh, all-female law firms. As you know, the legal field is a very conservative area of business. So when I came with the idea to form my own firm, I decided to invest in something that I believed from the very beginning of my career, that would be to apply the values and the principle that I found important to balance personal life and career. I had never thought about giving up of my dream of having a very consolidated career, and I had never thought about giving up my dream of being a mother of a lot of kids, as you know, five kids. So I needed to balance it. And that was very difficult in big law firms. In a megalopoly like Sao Paulo, I used to be first a junior lawyer, then a full lawyer, then a senior associate, then junior partner, then partner, then equity partner. And I have to struggle a lot and face a lot of challenges that I didn't think it was effectively to my career. So when I decided to form my firm, I decided to apply all the values I believe and to to do that, I needed really to find people who would share my beliefs and 
be a platform of opportunity to young talent lawyers, because although we are a time drop in the universe, at least I'm doing what I can do. This is my business. I can do something. I have to be protagonist of what I believe. So when I decided to form the firm, I really thought about applying all this feminist value I have with me. So that was the idea of give priority to women, not exclusivity. If you have a very talented male young lawyer, of course, you have a place in the firm, but we will always give priority to the young talented lawyers because we have a very flexible policies and to balance work and personal life. That was the idea behind the firm. I love it. So you've actually gone through what would be called all the steps. And forgive me if my knowledge of a legal career is based on law series and a kind of pop culture, which may or may not be very reliable source of information. But I'm sure our listeners will kind of relate to that, that that is how we know about the law. So in some parts, it looks more glamorous than others. But you've actually gone through all of those steps. You have paid your dues. You have worked through every level of that ladder. You worked your way up. So you know it very well inside out. And then you didn't find that you could reach that balance of having the big family that you wanted, of having the full breadth of career that you wanted. So I really like what you said about being the protagonist of the story, essentially. You want to be the protagonist of your life and of your story and make it to your rules. That's such an important message to send. So you've now been active for over a year, right? Year and a half, yeah. How did you go about creating your team and finding the the people that you started with? I really like what you said about the feminist values. I want to call your firm a feminist firm. How did you bring those people together with you? I was a partner at a big law firm in Sao Paulo, and I was among the few women partners. I had at that moment 24 partners, only three of us were women. And of course, we were having a lot of problems to implement our values and principles, maternity leave conditions, and so on and so on. And I had my team already. I used to coordinate the international trade and customs practice of the firm, and I had formed my team. And my team, we've been working together for a long time, and I noticed that I would get better along with young women lawyers than men. Not because I don't like male lawyer. Not at all. I have four sons and I have my brother. I have my husband. I have my father. I have nothing, I guess, male or man. Nothing, I guess. I have everything in favor of the women. That's different. This is a prioritization. I note that the kind of law I practice, which is a very, very art-crafted law, I would say. We don't get a lot of volume of cases. We get big, big, big case, but a few case during the year, but big case that we need a lot of attention. It's very complex. It's deep knowledge and complex and detailed. And I note that the women young lawyers, they were more detailed. They would care more about each detail of the case and they would prefer to focus on one single case, not getting a lot of money from this case, but really do the best to get the best result out of this case. So this is the way I work and we would get in along. So I had my team already. And so 
I spoke to them at this time. I spoke to all of them. We had this conversation. I had this idea. I was already a lawyer with more than 20 years of experience. I had my client, my lawyer clients with me for a long time. So I had everything I needed to finally take this step, very adulterous step to form my own office. So I spoke to the team and I said, why don't you come with me and you form a female offer? Because we are all women here. We get along so well. We believe in the same principles. We believe the same thing. We need flexibility. I need you to work with me on the results. I need you to be loyal, but I don't need you to be here 10 hours a day, eight hours a day. I don't need you to be here from eight to five. I only need you to be compromised. So when I formed the firm, one year and a half ago, there was no pandemic in the world. There was no lockdown. There is nothing. And we do have our offices, our physical offices, everything we need there, all the structure, all the staff, everything we need. But the home office concept was already part of the firm since the beginning. So I never cared where they are delivering their work. Legal service. So you do everything from email. And so we all agreed with exactly the same principles, meaning flexibility, focus on the result, giving the best attention to each client, work like a legal craft solution for the client, not industrial solution for the client. And we had decided to have a, a very, very specialized and focused boutique, very detailed. And that's why I think it worked because all of us were already a team. We worked already together. And we were very concerned about gender equality. So that's what happened. Wow. I really like that. So basically what makes it unique is you already have the team. So you have the history and you have the relationship and you have the trust and you have the results. You've worked with all of them. These people were working with you in your team. You've helped them grow as well. So you've seen that progression. You knew who you were taking. Then you have the shared values, which as you say, are the most important. Then you talked about the ways of working. So how the attention to detail and that focus on quality, but then also that work-life balance aspect that's really important. You were a partner, people in your team, more junior, but the women would have had the same challenges as you. So despite your position, you were in the same position where what you mentioned about maternity leave and that flexibility wasn't there. So in a in addition to those, what would you say are those unique benefits that you bring to your clients because of how you're set up and because of how your team is formed and the values that you live by and work and deliver by? What is that unique one or two maybe ingredients or factors that really set you apart? And it's one guiding you day in, day out, but also you can see that you're successful because of it and you're getting recognition because of it. I really believe that our recognition comes from the fact that our work is first very specialized. We do 100% of our work international trade. So we know very deeply what we are doing. We are very experienced. This is the first aspect. We don't even touch any other area of law. Even if it's similar, but it's not exactly what we do, we won't go there. We'll just refer to our firm. So this is the first aspect. We are recognized as specialists. The second aspect is the individualized treatment. We care about our client. We treat them as our babies. 
each client is very, very important for us. And we won't get any case if you really don't believe we can get this case with a full attention and dedication. The case will demand, for instance, if I know that a client will give me a lot of work in a certain case, but will not pay our fees. We have a very sophisticated kind of legal service. So we won't charge less than it values because it's not worth. Because if we do to get the case, I won't be able to deliver the same quality I need to. So we prefer to focus on prime clients, low value, sophisticated work. So the, the market knows about this. The market knows that they will only resort to us when it is a very complex and difficult case. And they know when they come to us. So they will pay our fees. So it's a kind of a premium service. And we are already recognized in the market as a specialist, very complex oriented cases, experienced and the dedication that really take each case with a lot of dedication and attention. I'm involved in each one. That's why I can have a huge volume of cases. What is really important is you've established yourself in that unique position of what is unique about the firm, how you're servicing, the cases you're taking, that you're taking those very complex, deep knowledge, deep expertise, what you're bringing with your team. And then you might take quite some time to actually get through the case. How many cases would you say you would handle in a year? Not more than 10. Mm-hmm. Between what we call simple cases, which is not simple, but we call simple case and the very, very complex one, no more than 10 cases a year. Otherwise, we will not deliver a good service because there is a lot of work in a case. From your definition of what you are doing, there's no such thing as simple cases because you only take the really complex ones. How has COVID impacted you? Because you started and within less than six months, COVID came about. So while you, in terms of the ways of working, you already had flexibility, remote work as part of your team's work. So logistically, it was okay. How did it impact the volume, the kind of work, and also how the team has handled, how the dynamics have changed? How did it impact the cross-border interactions and dynamics you've had and the impacts of the different countries, different rules? That, that is your bread and butter from what I'm understanding. Yeah, absolutely. Surprisingly, it impacted positively to our firm. First, because we were already fully adapted. As I said, we started with remote work. So we had already all the structure we need. We had already the network established. We had everything you need. So nothing changes from this perspective. Other law firms really had to adjust and it can cost a lot to adjust when you are not adapted to the circumstances. Secondly, because it facilitated our work not traveling so much because I work with the Brazilian Minister of Economy. 
90% of my case uh, administrative proceedings in the Ministry of Economy, trade authorities. So I had to travel a lot to Brasilia. So when I was in Buenos Aires, there are two flights. So I had to fly from Buenos Aires to Sao Paulo and then Sao Paulo to Brasilia and at least once a week. And now all our hearings are by Zoom. So it facilitated a lot for us. We have earned a lot of time. We are saving so many time because to participate in that one oral hearing, I had to travel like 12 hours to get to the hearing. So I would charge the client, not only the flight tickets, the hotel accommodation, but I would also have to charge 12 hours of my hourly rate table to fly to Brasilia. And now I only charge an hour. So it costs less to the client and I save time, which is better for me. So it facilitated in this way. And the third aspect that it really helped us, unfortunate COVID crisis, of course, from the personal perspective, this is very sad because I've lost relatives. So from a personal perspective, it was very sad, but from the business perspective, it was very positive. Also because there is a lot of trade barriers that were imposed due to the protectionists arose from the crisis. So we had to deal with all these trade barriers, not only in terms of increasing of tariffs, but also to difficult to import essential products to face the pandemic and then transport problems, a lot of cross-border circulation problems, which impact the trade. So we had a lot of work, a lot of litigation to deal with. And so COVID really was not a problem to our firm. That was quite the opposite. It's freed up your time. It's actually brought you more business. So there's growth in that sense. And despite those personal circumstances where there isn't anyone who hasn't been untouched, you're seeing some benefits, at least in that way of working and how you can serve your clients, how you can do your job to do the same, but not have to invest as much and not have to cost as much to your client. How are you seeing your plans for the future for the firm? And how can someone who is a young, aspiring Brazilian or from elsewhere lawyer get to work with you? This is a very common question and I like to hear it because I always answer what I believe, which is work very hard. Nothing is more important than working hard. And you really have to study a lot. What I would recommend for young lawyers to want to pursue the international trade career would be to study a lot, read everything, be informed and study a lot. Because when you have technical background, when you have the knowledge as a pillar consolidate inside you, you have nothing to fear. And you have confidence in yourself and no one can question what your recommendation in the case would be because of gender prejudice or because you are a woman or because you are young or whatever. When you know what you're talking about, when you have this knowledge inside of you, you get your confidence. Your confidence will grow and it will help a lot in your career. So two things is really, really, really important. And 
there are two things that you can balance with a work life to study and to work hard. And it doesn't matter where, what time, when, what circumstances. You can always do work hard and study a lot. And then you will have knowledge that will suffice to face your male partners or the people you will meet during your life and say, I will have flexibility. Now I'll leave to check on my son because I know what I'm talking about. And I know that I'll get the results despite of where I am or where I'll deliver this. I come from an old generation, an old school type of law firm where those kinds of practice was not very common. It was very difficult to face our senior associates in this time and say, I'll have to leave early because I have something to do. There was really an expectation from the old school lawyers to see you there inside the law firm until late hours. And and now it, it is changing. I really think it's changing. And there is something that I always believed. There was so, you know, nonsense to stay there with nothing to do instead of going home and then deliver the other day. So when you know what you're doing, when you have studied a lot and worked hard, you will be confident enough to face all this bullshit and say, you know, I'll give you the result. Let me do whatever I want because what you need is the result and not exactly what I am. Work is a thing, not a place. What I'm hearing is there's no shortcut to success and to building a career in law. You've done it over two decades and that took you where you are today. Study hard, study a lot, become an expert is one way to do it. And the other side of that is to just work hard and work your way through and build that deep expertise and that knowledge, which is your main asset as a lawyer. And with that will result that confidence that will really take you places and will make sure that you are in the right room, that you are taking the space in the right room, that you can serve your clients that you can be successful within any of those areas that you have chosen to be, whether it's trade law or another kind of law. I'm sure this kind of advice applies across the board in this profession and other professions for that matter. But as an aspiring young or maybe at the start of the career, or even if our listeners are much younger and just considering a career in law, what I'm actually hearing is that this might be a much better time actually, for someone considering this profession because of the changes, because of how COVID and the consequences have really changed the working life for everyone, that actually there might be more flexibility, there might be more opportunity, and you still have to do the homework, you still have to do the work, you still have to train yourself, that is the key. And then having that audacity, having the ambition, having the courage to come and ask for what you want, because if you bring that which is valued in the profession, which is your knowledge and expertise and advice, then you can actually make those demands and you can carve a life and a career for yourself. And I want to go back to what you said about being the protagonist of your life, because I think that's a message that's really important. Where can our listeners hear more about you and follow you or connect or know a bit more about your work? How can they find you? 
I have a Instagram account where I share part of my life, not only the law firm, but also my personal life, which is Carla Andrade Junqueira. And this is the best place I would recommend you someone to follow my career. And there is, you know, of course, the law firm website and the law firm social media, LinkedIn and Instagram and Facebook. We are all, all over, <laughs> all over with the social media. We have a very good marketing. That's great. Thanks for sharing that. I'll make sure to add your details when we release the episode and we'll definitely tag you on Instagram as well so people can find you. Carla, this is amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your experience and your thoughts and that advice to young professionals. To wrap things up for our listeners, what is your message that you want our listeners, especially women around the world, to hear? And it's up to you if you want to take it personal, career, mix, balanced, philosophical, or very practical. I leave it to you. My main message would be do not give up on your dreams. When you find your first or second or third challenge, we will face a lot of difficulties. Everyone does. And to reach a position, we'll have to fight against those difficulties. With We'll have to have focus on what you want, where you want to get. And do not give up on your dreams of being a mother, having a career, or not being a mother, but having a career or not having a career, but being a mother, it doesn't matter what your dreams are. But be what I mean by be the protagonist of your life is you take your dreams on your hands and you go forward and you go after it and you face everything you need to face because one day it will happen. It may take five years, 10 20, it doesn't matter. If it's your life project, you'll have your whole life to achieve. So don't give up when you find difficult. Everyone does. Absolutely. I love that. I think the word protagonist is my favorite from this discussion today. And I really like that it's prioritizing your dreams and your ambitions, whichever they may be, whether personal, professional, mix, both, either. It's totally up to you. And I really hope that our listeners take that away from this conversation and from your story that regardless of challenges, and barriers and many things that life throws at us that we have to continue going. We have to see our life in that sense of a project. It's not just a milestone. It's actually quite a series of them. And there will be ups and downs. There will be many challenges, many opportunities, which you have to take. You'll have to work hard. You have to study. You have to be your best. And don't give up. And remember that you you are the protagonist of your life. So be that every day, every day you wake up, be that protagonist, behave as if you are that protagonist and make the decisions that you have to make according to that and how it serves you and how it serves your values. On that note, I would like to thank you again, Carla, for joining us. It was really, really good to hear your story and I'm really inspired Thank you for being an inspiration for us and thank you for sharing your story and we'll make sure that our listeners know how to find you and to follow your story. Thank you so much for being with us today.
Thank you so much. That was really a pleasure. I really like to talk about it. I'm part of a mentoring program. I have two mentorings and uh, it's really a pleasure to work with talent young women who really face all the challenges and I really believe that we need to believe in ourselves that we have a lot to contribute to the world. So thank you so much. And Absolutely. congratulations on the idea and the initiative. Again, this podcast for instance is a kind of platform that will contribute to gender equality and for women to go ahead of their lives. So this is another example that really should pop up in the world. Absolutely. That is our plan. And thank you so much for being a part of it. And I'm sure we will hear and see from you more. It doesn't end here. It's just the start for us as Boba Diaries. And we're really keen to hear more from our listeners and from our global community, which is growing. And I like that mentoring side. I guess it's all about believing in ourselves and growing, but also bringing others. It's part of our job to bring others with us and to help them grow. And that's what we're trying to do at Wove Diaries. Thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Wove Diaries. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, hit the subscribe button on your podcast app. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at Wove Diaries to find out more about the project and hear the latest news. Leave your comments and ideas for our next episodes. Talk to you soon.